I'm Deidre Powell, Director of Communications for the Natomas Unified School District. With the start of the school year just around the corner on August the 27th, we want to provide families with some helpful tips and tools to prepare them for the new school year. We, like most districts, actually all districts in Sacramento County, are starting the school year in distance learning due to the effects of COVID-19. So the traditional typical day that our students are used to will definitely look different this school year. So joining me to discuss what the day will look like in distance learning is our Chief Academic Officer, Angela Herrera. Welcome, Angela. Well, thank you very much for having me. Sure, so um, I guess some of the questions that parents are having are, are fairly simple, but they're very, very important. One question that I've heard from some parents um, is what time should students show up and does it make a difference as to when they arrive? So when we talk about showing up and arriving, they could be navigating from their bedroom to a desk in the living room or in an office, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in distance learning, they're going to be going to kind of hopefully a, some sort of designated space where they'll be able to set up their computer and get logged into uh, their class sessions. So I think the key thing to remember is that the school day starts as the school day has started in prior years. So if a school started at eight o'clock last year, then they're still going to start at eight o'clock. We've not adjusted the start times for schools as a result of distance learning. We wanted to try to create some consistency for families. If there are questions about confirming the start time for schools, it's really important that parents check out our digital backpack that is specifically for their school and they can click on a link that talks about daily schedules and it will say that students start at a specific time of day specific to that school. So that's something that they should check out. We're also going to be doing some updated schedules that are hopefully really uh, clean and simple looking, easy to read for families um, around start times and those should be available before Thursday, August 27th. So it sounds like um students should be um, ready, logged on, on their computer um, by the time the bell rings, you know, getting on campus, getting to their classroom right yes. before the bell rings. Yeah, that's a great, okay. the, the second part to that question is, is great. It definitely, you want to give yourself a couple of minutes to get situated and, and settled in before the, uh, you know, quote unquote, bell rings to the start of class. And I just want to insert in there um, for parents, that means, you know, making sure students have a breakfast beforehand, just as they would, you know, as you would send them off to school. Right. Um, all of those same things that you would normally do, think of it as the same, but you're at home. Mm -hmm. So like in terms of attendance, um, how does that work? And let's say that, you know, a child has a doctor's appointment or something, or, you know, I want parents to know, does attendance matter? And what do they do if for some reason that child is going to be absent that day? That's a great question. And I want to piggyback off of something that you just said around it's, you know, similar to school. They're just at home. I think um, with the things that we're going to talk about today, if families can picture a classroom, just take off the actual school walls of the classroom and put the home walls. It's still a classroom setting, the way that it looks and feels for students. When they come and check in in the morning at the elementary level, they're going to have some sort of group meeting in the morning. And at that point, at the beginning of the day, the teacher's going to be taking that attendance. I think another component for the elementary students is as they go through their daily schedule, they're going to be turning in work product or they're going to be participating in activities. And we will be making sure that we are noting 
that they're submitting those assignments, they're participating in the activities to also show their level of participation and engagement that day at school. Because this is supposed to be look as much as possible like in-person instruction. So absolutely, attendance is very important and teachers will be taking that every day. And then for our students that are in uh, middle school and high school, they will take attendance every period. So when they leave one class period and then they enter into the next class period, that teacher will take attendance. All right. And that kind of leads into my next question is that kind of describe what that classroom might look like. Like, you know, how are students going to be engaged in learning? Sure. One of the things that I just um, alluded to is the idea that the instruction should be substantially similar to what they would see if they were on campus in a classroom. So what our teachers are working very diligently on this week is how to deliver high quality instruction through distance learning. So at the elementary level, you would expect to see, like I mentioned, that morning uh, group meeting, and then teachers are going to focus on different subject areas. They're going to have an ELA time. They're going to have a math time. They're going to incorporate science on certain days. Students are going to have PE time. Um, they'll have some breaks as they would at school, the kind of that recess time. They'll still have breaks in their schedule. Uh, they'll have lunchtime. So they're going to navigate a school day much like they would if they were on a school campus. The day will be a little bit shorter for students at the elementary level as far as um, when they end, you know, live instruction with their teacher and their peers, but it, it should feel pretty similar to what a school day looks like. Okay. And then for secondary, um, certainly yeah. they have multiple teachers. So are, are there any variations with secondary that you didn't mention? So yeah, thank you. The secondary students, they're going to follow their bell schedule. Uh, they will see all of their teachers every day. Some have six periods, some have seven periods. At LGA, they have four periods a day. So they're going to see all of their teachers. The amount of time that they spend in each of the classes will vary. Uh, it'll kind of alternate back and forth. They'll spend a longer amount of time in one class, and then the next period, it'll be a short amount of time. The next period, it'll be a little bit longer amount of time. And then the next day, they'll flip-flop what classes the longer class and what class is the shorter class. And the purpose of that is when they're in that class period for, let's say, 60 minutes on a day, that's really where there's more of that instruction, uh, daily life instruction, interaction with peers, working on projects. And then the next day, when it's a 30-minute period, let's say, they are really doing more of a check-in, making sure that students are on track with some work that they're focused on. Maybe they're doing some collaboration with their peers. They have all their periods every day. The amount of time they spend in a class will alternate. And again, that will be a schedule that we're sharing out in an updated format that hopefully is very easy for families to read and understand. I think it's very cool that, you know, they're not all one-hour classes back-to-back -back because that would be um, pretty overwhelming, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of fatigue there. And, um, you know, it just gives them a chance to do what they need to do, but kind of change it up right, a little right. bit. So good to know. Um, so, you know, when you're on campus, and this is for secondary again, you mentioned how with elementary, they'll have recess, they'll have lunch break. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that we um, know happen at campus. But with secondary, you know, bell rings, they pass, you know, in between. What are they supposed to be doing during that time? Um, you know, when it's from your next class to your next mm -hmm. class. Yeah, so their teacher is going to help wrap up each class session, right? So they know when they should be moving on to the next. And they'll have 
you know, about five minutes like they would on a campus. The only difference is they're not having to walk maybe from one wing to another on a campus. Uh, it's a time for them maybe to take a restroom break, maybe to get something to drink, you know, get a snack, but then they're hopping back on the computer and logging in for that next class period. Mm-hmm. So some of the same things are happening. They're just not walking across a campus. Okay. So no one should be tardy. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is all great. I know parents still have more questions and we're going to try to do our best to um, address them and many of the communications that we send out. We're going to do some more podcasts, but if they still need help, if they still have trouble figuring out where they should be and what mm-hmm. they should be doing, where do they go? Who do they talk to? Well, I think before school starts, a good first step is reaching out to the school site through their virtual office. And all of that information, again, is in the digital backpack for each of the schools. So they know exactly how to get hold of somebody at the office. And there are people diligently, you know, answering phones and emails um, that should be able to connect them to the right people. Once we get to the start of the school year, we know starting on August 27th, there's going to be questions. People are going to have things to figure out. And they definitely should be taking advantage of the teacher office hours Um, And all the teachers will be sending out kind of a course syllabus, for lack of a better term, that identifies what the, you know, the elementary level specifically, what the daily schedule is going to look like for that, that student's class. And then um, things like when their office hours are, uh, when there's social emotional learning opportunities for students. So definitely take advantage of those office hours. That's, that is designed for teachers to be able to connect with families that still have questions and are trying to figure out what next steps are. Great. Anything else you want to add that you feel may be helpful for families to be ready for distance learning before we uh, close out? You know, I think from a a big picture perspective, uh, you know, I have a six and eight year old at home and we're gearing up for distance learning next week as well. And I think, um, first of all, just as an encouragement that we are all in this together, we all play a part in trying to make this the best that it can be. Uh, for our kids. And we know there are going to be aspects that are really challenging, but we also believe that there's a lot of heart and, and good work and effort going into making this what what it can be for our families. First of all, just, just I want to encourage everybody. And secondly, uh, just a reminder that we always have people available for support if families are feeling like they need some additional, just kind of that more social emotional support that there's ways that they can reach out on our website to connect with somebody that will um, help plug them in. The other thing is there's lots of information. You know, you just mentioned all the communications that we're sending out and it can feel overwhelming to try to go back and email and track a a communication that came, you know, three days ago, four days ago and find the right one. Um, So I really want to encourage families to use the digital backpacks that we have set up for each of the schools because that is something that we're trying to organize the information in categories and create easy references um, that they can use. Um, The last thing I would say, particularly for the students, is just really try to help uh, support your students in finding a good place to uh, do their distance learning. If there's, you know, some structures and things like that that can be put in place um, to help them, we're going to be sending out um, some tips and tricks for families to look at in the digital backpack as well. Just trying to create some consistency and and a, a place where they go so that they can focus on distance learning. That's awesome. And I just want to mention that people have been using those digital backpacks. Um, We've had to date over 27,000 visits to the backpacks and it just keeps growing. So um, 
just encourage people to look in the digital backpack. It will really help to uh, centralize, like Angela said, all the communications and information that you need to know in one location. So thank you uh, for providing those helpful tips. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And to those out there, just remember first day of school is Thursday, August is 27th. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online in the Apple Store, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Natomas Unified School District website at www.natomasunified.org. You can also locate our episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Natomas Unified.